millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, I'm sure you already know, and if you don't, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but E3 2023 is officially dead. For March 31st, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? Happy Friday. My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, EA joins the rest of the gaming industry in laying off a bunch of people. Apparently, the PSVR 2 is not doing well at all. Blizzard or Activision is mismanaging their relationships with partners now, and we'll take a look at the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. Well, the thing that everyone was kind of waiting to happen finally happened. No, not the Trump indictment. E3 2023 has officially been canceled. IGN broke the story late Thursday afternoon, reporting that two sources confirmed to IGN that an email had been sent out by the Electronic Software Association to its members, stating that the 2023 event, quote, simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry. Following IGN's report, Reed Pop's Kyle Marsden, Global VP of Gaming, put out a statement confirming the cancellation of the show, stating that the ESA and Reed Pop would continue to work together, quote, on future E3 events. Let's be honest, the writing is on the wall. E3 is toast unless they can get more active and enthusiastic exhibitors. It makes me wonder if we'll see another trade show like E3 ever again. Electronic Arts is starting another round of layoffs this week. This time around, EA announced the elimination of 6% of their total workforce. Approximately 775 employees were affected. EA attributes these layoffs to a new restructuring plan. This restructuring plan includes optimizing its real estate portfolio and refocusing its efforts around growth opportunities. 
It's unclear at this time what specific teams and divisions are affected in this round of layoffs. However, EA disclosed that it started informing affected employees earlier this quarter, but expects to continue notifying affected employees going into the new fiscal year, which starts on April 1st. EA informed the Securities and Exchange Commission that this restructuring will cost between $170 million and $200 million, and expects to finish by the end of September. Which means that there's potential for EA to continue laying off employees throughout most of the year. For employees affected, EA is offering a severance package, which supposedly includes healthcare benefits and career transition services, according to EA's CEO, Andrew Wilson. While companies are trying to paint these layoffs as needed restructuring, it's painfully obvious that tech investors are pressuring company executives to eliminate jobs due to rising interest rates, with executives expecting the remaining workers to pick up the slack to continue hitting record-breaking profits. Research firm International Data Corporation released their report on the first month of sales for the PSVR 2, and estimated sales aren't even close to Sony's expectations. According to IDC, Sony sold approximately 270,000 PSVR 2 units from February 22nd to March 22nd. Sony only sold 13% of their predicted 2 million PSVR 2 units. IDC attributes the slow sales to a number of reasons, citing that consumers are facing inflation and layoffs, which has dried up most people's disposable income, which feeds into the main issue of slow sales of the PSVR 2 the price. The PSVR 2 launched at $549 and requires a $500 PlayStation 5 to use, meaning consumers have to drop nearly $1,100 to play a small library of VR titles. And judging from reviews, the PSVR 2's flagship title, Horizon Call of the Mountain, isn't drawing people to the virtual reality platform with reports of the game being a great technical demo but lacking substance. IDC is expecting Sony to cut the price of the PSVR too soon to try and incentivize consumers to buy. Overall, with Sony's really poor selection of launch titles for the PSVR 2 and consumers' lukewarm reception to VR and Metaverse products, I personally think the PSVR 2 was destined to perform poorly regardless of the price point. Last November, negotiations between Activision Blizzard and NetEase were happening. The prior licensing agreement Activision Blizzard made with NetEase to publish Activision Blizzard games in China was expiring on January 23, 2023. Negotiations at the time supposedly broke down due to a jerk in Activision's negotiation team, which resulted in NetEase pulling out of their 14-year partnership with Activision Blizzard. And on January 23rd, all of Activision Blizzard's games and services were shut down in China. Since then, it's been a mystery as to what was said and to who to cause NetEase to react the way that they did. 
Until now, according to four New York Times sources close to both companies, the negotiations broke down due to a series of miscommunications. NetEase was petitioning Activision Blizzard to change their contract to ensure compliance with Chinese regulations, asking Activision Blizzard to disclose their annual revenues and other details Chinese regulators require to publish games. NetEase was also trying to change the structure of the agreement from a licensing agreement to a joint venture, which was the straw that broke the camel's back for Activision Blizzard. Activision perceived these motions as a way for NetEase to get a better deal by using government regulations, which prompted Activision Blizzard to pull out of negotiations, not NetEase. Sources also told the New York Times that Activision Blizzard executives thought NetEase CEO William Ding threatened Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick. Ding allegedly suggested that he would use his ties with the Chinese government to influence Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. So at the end of the day, Chinese gamers lost access to Activision Blizzard games due to the arrogance and ignorance of Activision Blizzard's executive team, losing a deal that made $750 million a year. It's Friday, and this is where we like to check out some podcast reviews. And this one comes to us from the Podchaser platform from Simon Russon, who leaves a five-star review. He says, quote, Can't say enough good things about this podcast. If you're in the market for a quick but informative podcast about the entire gaming industry, Let's Play is your podcast. The one thing that I will always wish for is a long-form version of this podcast, where Nate is given a little bit more time to share his wisdom and expound upon the news in the gaming world, maybe with a co-host. While his researcher Aaron does a great job at condensing this information, some topics would lend to greater discussions that aren't happening in the gaming industry, and Let's Play personally would be a great vehicle for that. Sorry not sorry for the casual spin-off pitch slash review. Love the podcast and belated congratulations on hitting 300 episodes. Thank you so much, Simon, for leaving the wonderful review. We will take your suggestion into consideration. If you want to leave us a review, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, or Amazon and let us know what you think of the show. We'll be happy to share them here on Fridays. All right, with it also being Friday, let's check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) 
The Game Developers Conference concluded over the weekend, and with that conclusion, a game developer, Lena Van Deventer, penned a Twitter thread going over the abuse women suffered at GDC this year, detailing that a number of women were, quote, belittled and undermined in their roles, been hit on relentlessly, and had their drinks spiked by predatory men. Deventer also revealed that a man in a position of power lured two women to his hotel room where he allegedly assaulted them. Deventer, however, doesn't name the predators involved. Though a group chat was supposedly made to document the assaults and identify the men involved. Accounts of sexual assault and blatant misogyny have been coming out of GDC for a number of years now. Back in 2020, allegations broke about Xbox's director of independent development, Chris Charla. In two deleted YouTube videos, two women alleged that Charla used his position at Xbox to prey on young women at GDC. A change.org petition was made and caught the attention of Microsoft, and Microsoft said that they were going to do an internal investigation. However, three years later, there's been no public release of the results of this internal investigation, and Chris Charla is still in the same position at Xbox and is Microsoft's GDC advisory board member. Lena Van Deventer's Twitter thread has also been inundated with replies, accounting sexual assault, abuse of power, and much more happening at GDC, with accounts dating back as far as 2018, which means that the frat boy culture in games development hasn't changed an iota. While some studios like Activision Blizzard and Riot have had a public reckoning over similar allegations, the games industry as a whole hasn't had that same public reckoning. Yet, And until that time comes, these predators will continue to hide behind their positions of power. Catching up on the last little bit of news from last week, Valve came out of nowhere on Friday and announced Counter-Strike 2, the free upgrade to Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Launching sometime this summer, Counter-Strike 2 is essentially CSGO ported to the new Source 2 engine. However, Valve has made some significant upgrades in doing so, showing off the reworks that they've made to maps, upgrading textures, lighting, and 3D models in most of the maps, with some original Counter-Strike maps being completely rebuilt from scratch in Counter-Strike 2. Valve also showed off some mechanical changes coming to Counter-Strike 2, notably the smoke grenade, which still creates cover, though with the new physics engine in Source 2, the smoke can be interactive with, letting players shoot through the smoke to disperse it, allowing players to peek through smoked areas, which will lead to more dynamic play at a professional level. Valve says that there are a lot more changes like that coming to Counter-Strike 2. However, Valve won't be revealing much more of Counter-Strike 2 until it launches sometime this summer. That being said, though, this sudden reveal of Counter-Strike 2 has gotten the Counter-Strike community motivated to play CS go because over the weekend CS:GO broke its all-time concurrent player peak Saturday night amassing 1.519 million concurrent players beating out its previous record by approximately 120,000 players it'll be interesting to see if Counter-Strike Global Offensive's sudden surge in popularity will continue leading up to the launch of Counter-Strike 2 In a recent Senate Finance Committee hearing, Washington Senator Maria Cantwell raised concerns over Sony's supposed monopoly in the Japanese video game market. 
Cantwell cited a figure that Sony controls 98% of the Japanese, quote, high-end game market. Though more accurate figures place Sony's market share at around 96%. Cantwell continues to lambast the Japanese government for not regulating their game industry, stating that Japan's Fair Trade Commission has, quote, failed to investigate Sony's supposed, quote, anti-competitive conduct. However, Cantwell's concerns do not take into account Nintendo's influence in Japan. Cantwell's concerns also lack perspective on the actual adoption rate of Microsoft's Xbox in Japan, which has always been historically low. In 2022, Microsoft sold just a total of 269,000 Xbox X and S's in Japan. At the same time, Sony sold 1.2 million PlayStation 5s and Nintendo sold roughly 4.8 million Switches in Japan. Regardless of all that, though, Sony does take up a large majority of the video game market in Japan and globally. In a European Commission filing last month, it was revealed that Sony does actually control about 70% of the global video game market. And that's really been one of Microsoft's arguments in acquiring Activision Blizzard, arguing that acquiring Activision Blizzard would make Microsoft more of an equal competitor against Sony. Overall, what I find funny about this is a U.S. congresswoman is more concerned over a monopoly in another country instead of being concerned over the largest tech and gaming acquisition in history, which is arguably aiding Microsoft by lending credence to their arguments. Which makes you wonder, how much lobbying has Senator Maria Cantwell received from the tech industry? Being a Washington senator, my guess would be quite a bit. To follow up on the horrifying allocations that came out of the Game Developers Conference this week, GDC organizers have finally addressed the allegations and offered apologies to the victims. GDC organizers also encouraged victims to file reports with the police to help catch the predators responsible. GDC organizers then spoke with GamesIndustry.biz about how they are committed to prioritizing attendees' safety, stating that they will be implementing new safety measures for future events, and finding better ways to make attendees aware of safety and security measures. One example that GDC organizers are exploring is, quote, developing a GDC hotline to be published on the event's website, as well as all attendee badges for future GDC editions, which would be a great program to implement. It allows victims to alert organizers of incidents, and it gives the organizers a better way to offer support and services to the victims. Though sadly, hotlines like this are very uncommon at conventions, with only a handful of smaller anime conventions and newer Comic-Cons offering a harassment hotline. However, there is a universal resource called the Games and Online Harassment Hotline, which can be contacted by texting SUPPORT to 23368, and anyone in the gaming industry from developers to gamers can use this hotline for emotional support. The Games and Online Harassment Hotline offers other resources and referrals to aid victims of sexual abuse. You can also find all of the resources the Games and Online Harassment Hotline offers on their website. And you'll find a link to that website in today's show description. Woo, 
everybody. Wow, we finally made it to the end. That's it for this week of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.